things that their position and playing their position well contributes to the whole. That them doing the role that's set out for them. It actually allows the entire team to succeed and be victorious. And so it's not just about me doing whatever I want. Actually, it's about me seeing what would I do that's going to contribute towards what you do as the first leg of seeing us succeed. You see, spirituals, these Negro spirituals, these African-American spirituals, these songs that were crafted and birthed on plantations, even when they seem to have a, a bit of a individual focus, is still about the community. There was still, even in a song like this that says, fix me, there was still oftentimes a call and response. So everybody is singing this together. There's still this, this vision, this focus of how are we going to get ahead. But sometimes the we starts with me. Sometimes the we starts with you. Sometimes we have to understand our role and our position to be able to advance the entire group. And so today, as we are looking at our Black History Month series, Songs of the Soul, we are looking at a song called Fix Me. Pretty, pretty simple lyrics, right? Fix me, Jesus. Fix me, Jesus. Fix me. Oh, fix me. Oh, fix me. Oh, fix me. Fix me, Jesus. Fix me. Fix me for my home on high. Fix me, Jesus. Fix me. Fix me for the by and by. Fix me, Jesus. Fix me. I wish I had Pastor Chris's voices so I could sing it out for you right now, but y'all is in luck because I'm going to hold back. Fix me, Jesus. Fix me for my starry crown. Fix me, Jesus. Fix me. Fix me for a higher ground. Fix me, Jesus, fix me. It's crazy that we, we have this song that seems so simple, but it is so laden, so rich with scriptural themes that we stand back after today's sermon and say, man, folks was deep. That's my prayer that you will have a deeper connection with God as a result of even reflecting on this song that points us towards God's word. God's word, this, this two-edged sword, God's word that, that cuts, God's word that, that equips and builds us up, God's word that, that is so diverse in how it feeds us. We sometimes stand back, look, and see the way we've matured because of diving in God's word. But I will say that these spirituals, these historical songs, have the desire to have to catch you with a double meaning. Last week we talked about lift every voice and sing and the double meaning there. There's a double meaning found here in fix me Jesus. A double meaning that you might glance over. I mean, it's, it's quick and it's clear that you would see the first meaning means that you yourself need to be changed, need to be transformed, that, that we need a changing in our hearts that we don't have the strength to do. There's a fixing that must happen right now. A transformation from a place of 
bondage to sin to a freedom in Christ. And the, the, the song is singing out, Lord, do it in me now. Fix me, Lord, so that I might be able to play my position well. Fix me, Lord, so that I might be able to reflect and represent you. Fix me for today. And then there's a second, though, fixing that happens. A second fixing, just like on Sundays when you're sitting in the pew and you are thinking about what's cooking at home. Your mindset is worshiping, worshiping. But in the back of your mind, you're thinking of what's going to happen in the future. What's going to happen in the home front? You see here, there's a, a, a reality, an existence, something that's beyond the right now. It's the by and by. And so there is a state by which we enter into that. And it's not in this old clothing. It's not in this worn body. It's not in this broken down spirit that at times can break others down. No, when we get to be in the full presence of the Lord, we will be transformed. And so the fixing is for today and the fixing is for the future. And so there's this double meaning at play that connects us and leads us always back to Scripture. Let me show you the need for change today. Look with me in Mark chapter 1, starting at verse 40. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, you know the... New Testament books. We're looking at the first chapter, book of Mark. Verses will be on, on, on the screen, but if you have it, flip there. And look at someone who, who, who wanted to be cleaned, who wanted to be fixed. Mark chapter 1, verse 40. And a leper came to him, imploring him, and kneeling, said to him, If you will, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him and he was made clean. And Jesus sternly charged him and sent him away at once and said to him, see that you say nothing to anyone but go. Show yourself to the priests and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded for a proof to them. But he went out and he began to talk freely about it and to spread the news so that Jesus could no longer openly enter a town, but was out in desolate places and people were coming to him from every quarter. You say you could read that verse and somebody could be like, oh, the title of that should be, boy, keep your mouth shut. But, but, but here we see a situation happen where there is a person that wants to be fixed. Why? Because he is dealing with a situation of leprosy. Leprosy was the one thing. I shouldn't say the one thing. There was an issue of blood as well. But, but these are external expressions where you would come to Jesus and say, fix me. It's clear not only is, is there a desire to be restored into community, that's why afterwards he's got to go to the priest and make sure things is right. Because due to this infection that has happened, he's ostracized from community. 
He's not experiencing the joy of fellowship, the love of one another. He is off on his own. But this is taking place not because of some external circumstance. It's taking place because of something internal. A situation he can't remedy himself. A situation that he can't heal himself of. What is happening on the outside is the result of something that has taken place on the inside. If anybody needed to be fixed, it was this leper. And so he comes to Christ and Christ says, I will make you clean. But see, we got to take a pause for a minute because we, too, find ourselves like lepers. And if you're wondering what I'm talking about, I'm saying that we, too, have internal problems that must be dealt with. Yes, there is an external manifestation. You see it on the outside, but it starts in us with some some issues, y'all. Some, some, some issues that we, that we got to talk about. If, if last week was us hitting the banner and, and, and saying we're going to raise the banner against social unrest, against injustice, let every voice sing. Today is how are you playing your position? How are you asking God to fix you? Why do I say that? I say that because in today's world, I know that the reasons are many. But in today's world, in our neighborhood, in my community, the trials that we are experiencing are not always at the hand of the external. I've been in conversations fighting for tenants that are black with other landlords that are black. And oftentimes in my, in this community, some of the slum lords are people of color. We, 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 got, some, we got some internal fixing to do. In, in this community of almost 90% African-American people, I have a 90% chance that if I'm harmed through any type of crime, whether it be breaking in my car or whether it be something violent, it's going to happen at the hand of another black person. You see, I'm going to be right with you raising the banner saying, how dare they do this to our communities and bring this type of drama in. But y'all, we also... Got to ask the Lord to help us deal with some internal stuff that is present where we lash out at each other as if that person isn't made in the image of God. As if that person hasn't worked hard for the things that they own. And so we are called not focusing first on others and even focusing, but let's focus at times on the Lord fixing us. You see, this Christ who died wants the entire world to be renewed, wants to set all things in order. And this unity, sometimes the, the, the plight of salvation can sometimes be so focused on me, so focused on me and my personal relationship with the Lord that, that we forget we're part of a bigger story. 
a story of God that's renewing and calling all things to himself. But let's also not ignore our personal responsibility. I know that 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 the problem can stem from from family that is broken. It can stem from dream after dream being crushed. It can stem from the weight of poverty and feeling insignificant. It can stem from so many destructive patterns. But y'all, we got Christ. So we have an opportunity to be cleansed from within, to start a new, to bring forth a healthier reality. Fix me, Jesus. Fix me. The next kind of stanza, second stanza in the song, if the crux, if the heart of the song is for an individual to be fixed so that they can have an effect with their community that is kingdom-minded, the next stanza gives us a little bit of, little bit of vision of something more than just the here and now. It says, fix me for my home on high. Fix me, Jesus. Fix me. Fix me for the by and by. Y'all, I, I, um, I remember when I, when I first moved to the D, uh, I, w- I would try to drive around, and for some reason, my GPS would always tell me that to get on uh, uh, this like, little highway, it's not even a highway, it's a freeway, it would say M10. Take M10 North, M10 South. But whenever I talk to people, Whenever I ask somebody for directions, no one ever said M10. It's only referred to as the Lodge. Take the, take the Lodge South, take the Lodge North. So I'm like, oh, where is the Lodge? This, so I'm just doing circles around, the, the, getting on the entrance. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's just another name for the same thing, fam. The by and by. It's the way we see and understand eternity. It's the way we understand the forevermore. It's the way we understand being in the presence of God with no time on either side of us, bounding us. We are in a place of worship that will be forevermore, where we will be able to do what we've always been created to do, which is praise the name of God and never get tired and never get exhausted. But sometimes you need to think about what is ahead to give you fuel for the present. You need to be reminded of what lies ahead so you can be fixed with the strength and perseverance to to push on. John 14 says, if 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 you got your Bible and you can just flip over a couple books, John chapter 14. He says, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you to myself. That where I am, you may be also. See, some things haven't changed. Sometimes you feel a a weight upon you and and family for for every person. I don't care if you are white, Asian, black, like like 
the worst situation that there is, the, the slaves would dream to be in your place now. They would delight to be in your position now. But what is, what is something that we can connect with is a, is a weight or a, a strife or some hurdles that we have to overcome and still being able to say, this ain't it. This isn't all. There's more to life than this. There's an eternal glory that, that, that we are building towards. There is something more that gives me the strength and ability to have hope, to have faith. There is a home that's been prepared for me and my Christ will come. Something so simple, yet so profound. And it sometimes is convicting when you think of, of, of a person experiencing that type of inhumane system and that type of inhumane structure, and yet they could persevere and believe God and take him at his word. And it's convicting sometimes because how, how sometimes situations in my life pale in comparison, and I can lose that focus. It's an eternal focus. And we want to be fixed to reap the eternal rewards that this God has set forth. Sometimes we get too excited and start decorating the mansion. Oh, and God going to have my mansion with gold steps and he going to have me a gold table. And I'm going to have, don't, don't you worry about what it looked like. Just be excited to get yours because I'm going to get mine because of what he's done in us. Fix us, Jesus. Fix us. And so there's two ways that 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 we know that that we have this Jesus, right? That 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 as he's fixing us, I want to encourage you in a couple of ways that have that are that are pretty, pretty clear. If you can look with me to Philippians chapter three. Because he says, because uh, the, the song is written, fix me for my home on high. Well, high is a theme that you find within the gospel. That's something that you can, can cling to because we know Christ through our faith and through some experience. Faith and some experience. Look in Philippians chapter 3, verse 14 says, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ. I, I, I like keeping it with the ESV, but if I had the NIV and so many others, it says, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the high call. The high call of God in Christ Jesus. What is the high call? Well, if you slide up two other two other verses in verse 10 and 11, still chapter three, he says that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and may share in his sufferings. That's the high call. So if we want to be fixed, we want to be fixed by a God on high. 
thinking about the by and by where there's a, a high calling that we get a chance to be a part of. But God says, here's two ways you can be a part of it. Believe in the beauty of the resurrection, but also share in his sufferings. Share in his sufferings. You see, I, I hear oftentimes from people that that poor people have more faith than rich people. I personally don't believe that. I don't believe that that your money is what generates your faith. But I do believe that we all have opportunities to look at our sufferings and say in this suffering, I get to identify with Christ. And poor people have more readily uh, clear opportunities to suffer. It does, doesn't mean that rich people don't suffer. But I will say when I think of the slave experience and you think of why people had such faith, they were seeing in this time. I'm identifying with Christ. I'm being drawn closer. I'm pressing towards the mark of the high call. Because I'm fellowshipping with his sufferings. It's a, it's a different way than, than what we like to, to, to preach a, a new fun Christianity where you get saved and Jesus is going to bless you and his favor is going to be on you and you just. But what about great intimacy? Great closeness. A building of your faith taking place through suffering. I'm not trying to sign you up for it. I don't want to run out and go and find it and, and, and try to act as a martyr. But it seems here that if we are going to have the, the proper understanding of these, these beautiful, rich lyrics that are speaking of a home on high, then we understand that the high call is to believe in the resurrection of Jesus and enter into his suffering. I get why they had such deep faith. It's happened to you. It's happened to me. Some of your deepest connections and our men's group was was talking about this this past week where some of your deepest connections with people that you love have been forged through pain, through challenge, through adversity. I know that I've had some friends whose stories I can't tell. But all we we cannot see each other for five years see each other tomorrow, and it's like we was together yesterday because of what we went through. God loves his people and gives us the opportunity to intimately experience him through suffering. It's a part of that fixing process that's valuable for our growth. Lastly, last stanza says, fix me for my starry crown. Fix me, Jesus, fix me. Fix me for a higher ground. You know, crowns are, are, are beautiful, and I'm probably going to send out a link to uh, 
Oh, man, I can't think of the brother's name. He says uh, they sing this song called um, I Shall Wear a Crown. And it is one of the most beautiful songs. I've, I, I, I love it. It's one of my favorites. But understand, like, the, 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 the process of receiving a crown. There are a few different crown illusions in the Bible. I want to point you towards this one. Look in James chapter 1, and, and while you're back there, you didn't flip from, from Philippians. You didn't went back to James. Also put your finger in Revelations chapter 2. So I want to show you two references towards a crown. Because a crown is this, this, this image of well done. You've accomplished. But hear these words that talk about the journey before receiving a crown. James chapter 1 verse 12 says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life for which God has promised to those who love him. What do, what do, you, what do you think people under persecution hear when they read that verse? What do you and I think when we are feeling the weight of life on our shoulders wearing us down? Endure the test. Stay steadfast. Don't buckle. Don't give in. There is an end result that is so much greater. There is a joy. There is a freedom. There is a relief. There is a triumph that is so much greater than any of the pain you experience today. Get your crown ready. Look in Revelation chapter 2, verse, verse 10. Do me a favor, y'all, and read that for me because I accidentally wrote it incorrectly on my, on my form. I can't hear you. Do not fear what you are about to suffer. For behold, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison. That you may be tested. And for 10 days will have tribulation. Be faithful unto death. And I will give you the crown of life. Slaves didn't know about apocalyptic literature and all these unique things that we try to have, these commentaries. They looked at that and said, the crown is worth it. And this is not just for black people to look at slaves. This is for all of us to say, man, this is a, a, a moment in history where God used a deep and rich faith and let it spur all of us on today. Let us just look at Scripture. Look at the environment by which the crown is granted. It is to those who endure persecution. My, my. Family, these lyrics, they're rich. 
filled with a, a, a focus that is clear on God and, he, and eternal glory and also helps you understand the journey of getting there. Might be tough, might be challenging, might be difficult, but it's worth it. And there's a posture, though, a posture that says we can't do this by ourselves. Could song could have been, I got this, Lord Jesus, I got this. Song could have been, watch out now, Jesus, watch out. Puffing ourselves up, giving accolades to ourselves. But there's a humility here of none of this is achieved without you fixing me. And so I start by asking you how you are playing your position. I'm wanting to see it have a, a real effect in our community. I want to see brothers and sisters that don't know Jesus come to Jesus and some of the ills that I described earlier changing. I want to see a healthier neighborhood. I want to see safer community. I want to see joy through our streets. But it doesn't start with all of the systems we got to tear down. It doesn't start with all of the injustices that are elsewhere. It starts with this heart. It starts with a, a sanctification process where I've been called to constantly look more and more like Jesus. And as he is growing me, changing me, shaping me, I will tear down systems that fight against people. I will fight against evil. I will fight against hate. But this heart how quickly we can be deceived. And we're grateful that, that some of my ancestors, some of our lineage knew the wisdom and saying, Lord, fix me. We end with the scripture that we started with. If you notice in Mark chapter one, going back there, if you notice in verse 41, Jesus does something that's countercultural. Remember, a leper, this person who was unclean, would be kind of removed from society, marginalized, because they don't want what you have to infect others. You are no longer within the normal flow and operation of community, people don't even want to be around you. But what does Jesus do? Jesus doesn't write a message and say, hey, deliver this to the brother that needs to be clean. Tell him it's all good. Jesus doesn't send a text, everything cool, man, you'll be, you'll be well. Jesus, in verse 41, stretches out his hand and does the unthinkable. He touches him. He touches him. Family, this fixing that happens where this beautiful, holy God wants to do something in us and then allow us to fellowship with him, to do life with him, to have experiences where we 
draw closer through suffering. This beautiful God is not far away. He's right here wanting to touch your very life. But this is not a a one-time verse. I love the repetition of the song where you hear, fix me again and again. Why? Because we need to be touched and saved, but we need to constantly be growing like Jesus and need to continually be saying, fix me, fix me, fix me, Lord Jesus, fix me. When my focus gets off, fix me for the by and by. When I'm ready to fail and live the comfortable life, Fix me that I'd be willing to enter suffering for the sake of your glory. Fix me. There is this Jesus who not doesn't stand off, but comes right there with us, touches us, and brings forth a healing. If you are in desire of that healing today, If you are a person that is watching today and you are saying, I am hurting, I have been in pain, I recognize that I am far from God and I want to change, but I can't do it myself. Then ask the Lord. Fix me. Repeat after me. Lord, fix me. Change my heart. I can't do it on my own. I recognize that I oftentimes sin. I sin whether I hurt others or I sin whether I hurt myself. And Jesus, you died to free me from the the slavery of sin. And now I want new life in you. If you've prayed that prayer and believe that with your heart, then today is a new day of you being able to operate as a as a new person, new creation, no longer having the the old ways hold you down. And we want to be a church that walks with you. If you may have said, well, I love Jesus, but I I wanted to rededicate my life, Pastor. That's why I prayed that prayer. Then we are happy that you are here with us and that you prayed that with us. And we want you to join me for a Zoom call afterwards for anyone that may have accepted Jesus into their heart or be rededicating their life to Jesus. But if you are a person that, that has been walking with God and you're saying, well, well I understand the, the, the desire to, to accept Jesus. I've done that. But, but pastor, I, I just want to grow in Christ. My simple request to you is twofold. How are you continually asking the Lord to fix you? Fix you. Not looking at your spouse not looking at the community, not looking at the, the people that we're marching against, not looking at, and all of these things may be justified, but for this sermon, for today, how is he fixing you? I'm excited to 
do life with you, Macav, and let's be loving one another to that end and feel free to ask each other, how's the Lord fixing you? Is there suffering that you're going through that I'm not aware of that I can be praying about and intentional about? And is there a closeness that you're experiencing with the Lord through some challenges? Share your testimony that it might be an encouragement to others. Church family, let us continue to love one another well as the Lord fixes us. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful for your hand that does the cleansing work. We're grateful for examples of people who pursued you. And I believe when a person pursues you wholeheartedly, Father, that you respond. Let someone today want to break out of their cycles and just want you to have your way to fix us all. Lord, it's in your name we pray. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen.